Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to, hey. book, book, <laughs> welcome to Book Club Member <laughs> Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Lovelace. I'm Danielle. And I'm Hayden Orr. Hey. Whoa. Hayden's back. How's it going, man? Hayden Orr, I'm usually speaking for you. Now you can speak for yourself. Uh, I know it's so it's so weird. <laughs> uh, could you just speak for me the for the whole episode though? <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, that will. Thank you so to... much for joining us. Well, thank you. You can for be transcribing your your thoughts and then uh... I'll just be typing in the chat and Daniel's just reading it off the whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be great. But at the end, you do like a sign off. Oh yeah, yeah that'll be great. Aubrey's <laughs> just noticed my robot bat and bat. I got the thumbs up from Oz. Okay. Nice. I was wearing mine yesterday. Nice, nice. Yeah, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to all our friends. And Danielle's going to tell oh, you all about it. Oh, you've got your Superman shirt on over here. I'm wearing my nice, Superman nice. shirt Nice, nice. you got your Blockbuster <laughs> shirt. Right on. All right. Well, I'll tell you all about it. I'll, I'll tell also, you. Also, tell them what shirts we're wearing. I will. What shirt are you wearing, Hayden? Hayden, what shirt are you wearing? <laughs> I'm wearing a generic uh, dark blue work shirt with a front pocket. Nice, nice. nice. Okay, okay. Classic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, John, I would love to tell you all about it, the book club. I would love to tell you all about what we do here, but unfortunately, I can't. Why not? Hayden said that he wanted to do it. <laughs> okay. He really, really Dang. wants to do it. So okay. I'm going to go ahead and let him do it. Yeah. Go oh, ahead, I, Hayden. I your your wildest dreams I, have come true. Here you go. I completely forgot that I definitely said that. <laughs> uh, here's how it goes it's a book club, and we're going to pick a book, and we're all going to read it. You're going to read it. And if you like it, uh, you let us know. You send in a "Hey, you damn guys," and uh, tell us what you thought and uh, other interesting things about uh, other books. <laughs> and uh, then we'll talk about it here on the show. And that's friendship, and that's a book club. It's friendship and a book club. Yes, yes. awesome. Thank you, Hayden. Great job. All right, <clears throat> um, we got some stuff in the old feedback here. In the feedback. Yeah. So let's just go on to our listener feedback. Listener. Feedback. Get out, trades and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get oh, you, were, you, were said, you said you wanted to speak for Hayden. I will. Here you go. I will. Yeah. Yeah, Here yeah. we go. Uh, Hayden Orr said. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's right. <laughs> Hayden Norris says, this is what you said, Hayden. Hayden, mm-hmm. this is what you said. Yes. Greetings, you damn guys. I am Superman Prime, and this is Super Last and Superman 2. Also joining us are the ever-weakening in quality Superman 3 and Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> Just kidding. It's me, Hayden Orr, book club member. I'm so glad Danielle is making John watch the JLU series. You know who else is glad about that? John. Yeah, He's yes. loving it. It's been really good. After every it's episode, so he's like, this is such a great show. I'm like, I know. I fucking told you it was a great show. Yeah. That show was the hypest shit when it was airing. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. catching the series finale and losing my young mind at the last battle. No spoilers, though. But I will say some of my favorite episodes include Task Force X. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yes. One. Okay. We just watched yeah. that one. So I remember when she when she talked about Task Force S, I turned to John and I was like, they can't say Suicide Squad. Yeah. They can't yeah. say the word Suicide Squad. So this is. Ta-. And he goes, oh, yeah. Okay. And in parentheses, Hayden here says, Suicide Squad isn't great for a kid's show. Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah. Right. Uh, the one where Batman has to sing a crooner song for a full audience. Oh, man. I, I can't love that yes, one. So good. That's one of the episodes. Yeah. So good. <clears throat> I've seen that one, yeah. And for the man who has everything adaptation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Question Huntress episode. Ah, they, oh, they have so many one. episodes together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we just yeah. watched great one together. of them. Yeah, They've, that's been really fun. They're great. They, they finally, that's... well, spoilers, they've, 
Spoilers for J- this cartoon. That's been out years. Years. Everybody's, everybody's seen it. Cartoon. Um, but they peeled off his face and yeah. they showed his face under there. You weren't expecting that. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. I was like, yeah. I, I thought we would never see that. It had, I guess that's happened in the comic at some point. Yeah. Wait, so you're saying they took his face off? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take his his face off. Yeah. Right here, awesome. Uh, that's uh, isn't uh, that Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Combs doing the voice of the question in there? There's so many yeah, amazing. Yeah. You're right. Amazing actors providing voices for this show. It's just the I could just list amazing names. I won't. I'll spare you. But just oh my god, just the list goes on. So yeah. many amazing people providing voices for the show, and it's so annoying for John to watch the show with me because like every time someone starts talking, I'm like oh that's so and so, that's right, whoever, that's yeah. Amy Acker, that's you know Nathan Fillion, that's whoever it is. But uh, yeah, anyway, very good stuff. Um, where was I? And continuing with what Hayden Orr was saying, those are just a few in a series full of great episodes. Yes, I agree. On the subject of Luthor, I said before that I love how Morrison writes him, but I do agree that the statement of Luthor admiring despots, especially Hitler, is a little... Mm-hmm. Luthor is always... Well, they got to do something to make him a villain. Otherwise, right, just like, yeah. Luthor's so cool, you know? Well, he, But he's like... My whole thing is like, he's already like the... If you hate Superman that much... You're already like the worst guy on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I you don't, like. You don't need to also be like, yeah, you know. Uh, I Hitler. love Hitler. Yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that they did that. But what I do like, and this is what makes you kind of go, ugh, what a, what a slimy little slime ball, is that he's such a fucking. His personality is such a fucking little. Ugh, he's yeah. such a ugh, yeah. little insecure. Yeah. Fucking shit bag. Like he's such a. Right. He's you know, they, you yeah. Yeah, yeah, the way that he writes him is that he's an insecure little freak who's just obsessed with like, yeah. you know, and so he mm-hmm. it that that is what makes him like a gross. Yeah. You don't need to take it any further than yeah. that, but yeah. it's very. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that he's just an obsessed freak. This is real muscle, not that fake crypto. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> he's such a fucking. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, continuing on with what Hayden was saying. Uh, Luther has always struck me as a man who isn't racist or misogynist solely because he doesn't believe any other human is as good as him. He has a disdain for basically anyone other than himself, but especially for an alien to come and usurp his own greatness. Yeah. Yeah. The Al Capone and Hitler and Attila the Hun stuff seems like Morrison just being like, Luther's the bad guy, so I'll make him like the other bad guys. But Hitler, really? <laughs> Feels a little bit goofy to me. Yeah, it's a little bit much. Yeah. I don't feel like he would like him. I feel like he yeah. would think he was a failure and an idiot. Exactly. He'd be because yeah. he was. He absolutely yeah. is a gross idiot. And so I feel like Luther would be like, I'm not like that. Oh, and you actually are saying this. Oh yeah, man. Hayden <laughs> Orr is still continuing on. Luthor would be more like Hitler, that petty incompetent weakling. He couldn't hold a candle to me or my ambitions. It's just weird. I agree with you, because I just said that. That's so yeah. funny how you said that. <laughs> uh, how about Parasite though? He's horrible and I love it. Oh yeah. I love that most of Superman's villains are either aliens, mutants, or tra- transhuman cyborgs or robots, and yet yeah. Luther is still, is it Luthor? Or Lu- I keep saying Luther, it's Luthor. Yet Luthor. L- yet Luthor. Mr. Luthor? I, could, I should say it right. Luthor is still among the most despicable of them. But Superman still sees the quantumly small amount of humanity in him and knows how much he could benefit the world, because that's just what Superman does. And how great a sentiment is, a man needs a dog, a Superman needs a super dog. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. that's gorgeous. really good. Awesome. I do like that for sure. It's so silly. Like, and what a simple way to just be like, just deal with it. Yeah. yeah Crypto exactly. Super Dog it, is in this story. It's comics, you know? Yeah, it's comics. Like, Shut yeah. up. Shut up. So, um, recently, 
James Gunn, uh, somebody asked him, you know, that's one of the things is like, (coughs) we've learned a lot about this movie because people just ask him questions on Twitter and he'll respond. Yeah. Right. Like someone was like, are y'all going to do the the briefs? And he he said, what we don't know yet, whatever looks better. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, we don't even know yet, but whatever looks best. Sometimes they do like a little belt area that kind of breaks it up a little bit. I think you need to break it up somehow. But Yeah. um, yeah. But but somebody asked him, who are your favorite underrated villains, Superman ah, villains? Ah, what did he say? And uh, I forgot who the who he all named, but one of them was Parasite. He named nice. four of them. Yeah. And one of them was Parasite. And I was like, man, that would be yeah. that would be so cool to see a character like that. Well, you that. know who would want to do that is James Gunn, who loves to do disgusting stuff. And weird, just yeah. a yeah. weird character. Just a weird, disgusting. He's a, just a purple guy something, or whatever. Something that, you know, <laughs> that, like most people probably haven't heard of, but comic book fans have heard of. Yeah. But to take that and actually do it well is something that I feel like he enjoys doing a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and he did Starro. Yeah, exactly. I uh, was just watching an interview with him on Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You podcast. You know, Michael Rosenbaum, who coincidentally yeah. played Lex Luthor. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, and it, you know, it's really good. He, he, they talk about um, getting how he got the role, the, how he got the job directing Guardians and other things. And they had just started talking about the DCU when I had to stop it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had to, you know, go live my life. Sure, right. sure. Of course, yeah. I found this article. Um, somebody They already wrote an article about it. An article about a tweet. Did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but the and it isn't really an article no it's no. just four villains that he named great yeah. but he named uh parasite silver banshee ultra humanite and lady blaze ultra humanite those are his ultra favorite humanite yeah. yeah the first uh superman uh super villain yeah yeah, yeah. that's Before cool. even lex Luthor. yeah wow interesting who would be oh, ultra humanite He's got to put Ooh. Nathan Fillion somewhere in oh, there. Oh, he's got to put him in there, yeah. I was going to say, you know who I would love uh, to, uh, I guess, voice uh, like a big CG parasite? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it would be in keeping with the James Gunn stable of actors is uh, okay. Michael Rooker. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, sure. wow. He's got a great voice for something yeah. like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be like, I'll suck you dry or whatever, <laughs> I'm right? I'll suck you dry, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Of course, and his brother Sean Gunn would probably be playing Parasite. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. The motion capture and all that. Yeah. Poor Bradley Cooper is nice. probably roped into some sort of 30-year contract to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably gets it all done in like a day. Sure. Right, right. <laughs> we also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. Christopher said, or Chris. Yeah, Chris. There uh, wait, hey, Chris. <laughs> uh, Chris said to call him. I'm going to assume that crypto's advanced canine intelligence is so writers can anthropomorphize him, whatever how you you know the word, him when they try when they want. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then he's uh, and then he also adds, and I've got to push back on the idea that Avatar Two is a nothing movie. I went in with low expectations and end up loving it more than the first because written by James Cameron so it had a lot of big ideas and layers but unfortunately it was written by James Cameron yeah <laughs> his dialogue takes deep emotional and heady concept and turns it into George Lucas levels of silly with being very generic and bland that said uh, absorb it all at its face value along with the visuals and you'll get the best kind of blockbuster even his most beloved movies have a lot of bad dialogue we've just grown up with them it also attacks my dad emotions which is happening more often i think that's what it is and i think i'm not this is not me hating i'm not trying to be a hater at all you uh, if you enjoy this movie that's great i love it and i'm not saying that it wasn't an enjoyable movie in general i'm just saying it is very poorly written movie that is a very spectacular amazingly visual blockbuster type thing and that's fine and good and whatever 
There's no value judgment being placed on this at all. Well, I'll say also that I liked it. I thought it was. Fine. I thought it yeah. was good. Aubrey, Aubrey, and I went and saw it. We both thought it was. I mean, well, I fine. Was, you I, know, I, I thought it was great because, like, as I'm watching the movie, I'm really enjoying it. And then you and I were talking about it on the way home, and we were like. Wait a minute. I'm talking about internal <laughs> yeah. logic. No, I'm talking what, about internal <laughs> logic. That's what I'm saying. It's yes. like we had a theater experience that we really enjoyed. And then as we were going home, we were like, wait a minute. Right. What? And then yes. so, but it's like, yes, you know, but it, it, now, it, I've it, seen James Cameron's movies, yeah. all of them. I've yeah. seen them all. The Abyss? And I've seen The Abyss. I've seen Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I've seen. We watched True Lies. We did watch True Lies. <laughs> Titanic. I, you know what? I had never seen it. And then recently I was we like. We watched it. Okay. I had never I'm seen telling, it either. Who's telling the story? You but tell I had the story never, I had never seen it either. I had never either. seen it. And I was like, hey, we've seen all of James Cameron's movies except this one. I guess we should watch it. And we did. It was very long. But, you know. It was good. Great performances it was enjoyable, from yeah. all the actors. And oh my god, the sets. Incredible yeah, yeah. sets. What about you, Hayden? Um, did you see uh, Avatar 2? Uh no, I did not. Uh I saw the first Avatar one mm-hmm. time and I was like, Yeah, it's not bad. Uh but I, I had the no real interest in like watching the second one. Uh I think TJ saw it. Mm-hmm. Um one of my, my co hosts on uh, over on uh, our podcast and he said it wasn't bad but and what's the name it, of that podcast uh that is the last book on the shelf yeah subscribe wherever you get your podcast from yeah, yeah. link yeah. in the show notes Aubrey's good at that by <laughs> thank now. you he knows Aubrey. How to do that um good but plug, yeah uh, he he said it wasn't bad um me and him have very similar tastes when it comes to uh movies in general and he was like you know if you want to watch it just wait till it goes on streaming somewhere. Yeah, that's what I did. So I was like, yeah, I'll check it out later. Yeah. Uh, I was, I did, I found out one plot point that I thought was kind of interesting that they bring a certain hmm. character back in an hmm. interesting kind of way that I wasn't expecting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you can just say it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> they bring Quaritch back, the, the general from the first one. He right, comes back the, in a, the bad in a Navi, guy, yeah. Oh, sure. Navi yeah. body. He looked like Cable. I hate the fucking yeah. kid. I hate the kid. What is his name? Well, he hasn't seen it. All right. He hasn't seen no, it. No, I know the, the, the human kid. Yeah. With the dreadlocks. Really bad. Like, okay, I get, so I, I'm bought into this, right? I'm bought into this movie. I'm bought into the characters and the CGI. It all looks great. And they're all having this moment, this very emotional moment. And I'm looking at each of their faces and all, they're the avatar creatures. What are they? The little. The Navi. Blue, the blue cats. The Navi. I'm looking at all their faces. It's very emotional. It's very upsetting. And then they fucking, they cut to the, the kid, the human kid. And it's just the stupidest fucking, it immediately takes me right out of the whole thing. And I, I was bought in, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. I was like, this is dumb, and I hate it. And it was just like, <laughs> immediately I hated that character with my whole life. Whenever whenever I do eventually watch it, I'll be sure, and uh, uh, whatever uh, episode you guys are doing, I'll, I'll drop a completely unrelated, uh, <laughs> just complete movie review it's on Avatar 2. It's just a plain cheese pizza of a movie. It looks great. <laughs> But there's just nothing there. Yeah, plain cheese pizza is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so lactose intolerant. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't. I mean, you can my, cut that out if you didn't want people to know that. No, no, it's my stomach that's a problem, not my taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also heard from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell, book club member. That's, yeah. nice. that's right. He he said that Avatar hits different when you're a dad. Uh, yeah, so, see, he, there's he a lot of that. that it's a lot of like, my kids, oh no, my kids. 
Like those uh, kids well, shouldn't I mean, be doing all that shit. Well, uh, Aubrey and I don't have kids, and we we also enjoyed the movie, so I, I thought those, it was. I, I think thought those it was fine. Kids need to stop doing all that dumb shit, and I then maybe all those problems wouldn't have happened. <laughs> um, and then uh, Drew also said we were talking about this last time. The years in his trade paperback in issue two, it says Cal Ken is from eighty five thousand to thirty. In issue six, he says eighty five to fifty. And then he says he was born 851,000 years in the future. Oh, Maybe yeah. Cal Ken has a piece of kryptonite stuck in the math part of his brain. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, chalk that. I, think that they I definitely fi- do. I think they fixed it for the absolute and the ultimate editions or whatever, the hardcover editions that are out now. We also heard from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that his Twitter name right now is Mark Truesdale. Because <laughs> there's the... Uh, the, the, the Hellboy-related series, okay, Mr. Okay. Is coming out right now. Anyway, he said, I'm listening to the episode now. I actually enjoyed Avatar The Way of Water. I know. I hated the first one, but this film fixed it for me. Mm. Kiri and Loic make much more interesting characters to me. And Zoe Saldana has been excellent in everything since Center Stage. He she's also, great in yes, everything she's in. She really is. She's awesome. He also said, Aubrey is also absolutely right about Lex Luthor in film and TV. Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> was so great okay nice i love hearing aubrey was right (laughs) aubrey can you pick like a particularly good episode i'm not watching 12 seasons of this show can you pick like a good episode where he gives a good performance and it's like something i can just watch without needing an hour worth of explaining is there an episode like that that i can just watch because i'd like to probably i've seen this guy i've only watched it once all the way through (laughs) okay i i've never seen the entire series all the way through but like i said before my mom used to watch it uh when it was like first airing uh, okay and a, a lot of the shows that i like have memories of are because like i caught them because my mom was like addicted to watching them right and mm-hmm. i don't think there's for for that lex luther i think because they they introduce his dad as a main character Lionel. yeah and there, lex there's Luthor's a lot dad? Lionel yes Luther. Lionel there's a Luther. lot a lot a lot a lot of characterization that goes in okay. uh, to him because okay. his dad's kind of a piece of shit right yeah um should I just watch, let me ask this, should I just watch one of the season, like, finales? Is there, like, a season finale I should just, like, watch and just go into completely Honestly, that's the kind of show you Blank slate. I don't know. And just be like, what's happening? And be like, don't tell me. And just come into it and be... Well, it's, it's kind of like the first couple of seasons rely real heavily on the villain of the week, creature of the oh, week yeah. kind of thing. What I'm going to yeah. do is I'm going to watch um, every single season finale of that show that's all i'm gonna watch not gonna watch the season and then i'm gonna i'm uh, no and i'm gonna come back and tell you (laughs) what i think of that show based solely on my opinion of watching each season finale of that show when you get to season nine that's what i'm gonna do i've decided oh yeah because he's got to come up at some point then i can see i can finally see this actor you guys are raving about well yeah he's uh he's also the flash on justice league yeah, and just League Unlimited. Just like, yeah, and just yeah. League Unlimited. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And he's also, um, I don't know if you remember. He's Martin Nix in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, the, yeah. He's, the, he's also in part three, too. The crystal-headed guy in the Ravagers. Okay. Yeah, they had maybe like a couple of lines. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Really he had more notice. lines in the yeah. in the in the third one. Okay. Anyway, right on. And he's got a really cool podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Speaking of. Uh, uh, movie and tv lex luther and and going back to jlu clancy brown as lex oh luther. Yes. yes there's i don't know if i can't remember 
when it happens in JLU, but there's uh, an episode with Amazo and uh, Lex Luthor, yeah. and I, I retweeted it recently. Uh, it, it was just a clip of that scene where Amazo is like, you know, trying yeah. to understand like human nature and like what existence means, and Lex Luthor drops like just this incredible Clancy Brown monologue on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. Really good. The truth is. For all my struggles to make my mark in life, for all I've accomplished, in just a few short generations, my name will be forgotten. Even the greatest of us can't compete with time and death. I think yeah. I've seen that episode you too. Did, yeah. The Amazon episode, yeah. It's yeah. really good. Man, Clancy Brown, like I was saying the the last time we were talking about this, is every time I read Lex Luthor, it's I just Clancy hear Brown. Clancy Brown yeah. in my head. Oh, That's yeah. the voice yeah. I hear. Yeah, just same here. And same, same way that like when I read Hellboy, I I just hear Ron Perlman. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Or when you or when you read <laughs> Batman and you just hear Kevin Conroy. Like yeah, that. yeah. Oh yeah. We also heard from the Letter Hack, Matt Strackbine. The Letter Hack, Matt Strackbine, book club member. That's yes. right. Um. So we've been talking about how much All Star Superman harkens back to the Silver Age. He said that Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor getting buff in prison is a Silver Age story point. Was the Grink there? Yeah, oh, nice. it happened. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Lex Luthor? The Grink. Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like... Uh... Sorry, that is, I, that is one of my absolute favorite yeah, memes. Because same. it's it's so like <laughs> applicable to any friend group. There's always that one person that's like... <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, like you remember that time you fucked up saying that one word twelve years ago? <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. All right, go ahead. But so I guess that's where it was first introduced right. that he was buff. Like in the cartoon, he's just buff. Yeah, I think it just became Big part of like boy. who he is. Yeah. But I guess yeah. there was a story point in the Silver Age where they were like, now he's. I guess there was a point where he wasn't. Yeah, he was just like well, a regular. He was guy. just a regular man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then in uh, in the eighties, didn't John Byrne when he rebooted Superman? Didn't he make him sort of like portly and overweight? Yeah. Again? Oh, did he? He okay. did. And then and then of course in like the nineties and two thousands, they brought back like the buff Lex. And there, right. there's even there's a Batman slash Superman series that was drawn by uh, Ed McGinnis, and I can't remember who wrote it, but. Uh, Lex is buffing that, but he's so buff that he's like can't work out anymore. So he's taking injections of venom mixed with oh, kryptonite. Oh yikes! Wait, wait, wait. Was that the the Superman Batman uh, comic written by um, Jeff Loeb? The one where they're being hunted by everybody? Yep, that's oh, Jeff. Public Lope. Enemies. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Okay, cool. They made it into an animated film as well. We've never oh, gotten yeah. proper Lex Luthor. In, yeah. the, in the live action films. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. proper Lex Luthor. Just do it. You Stop know, giving me all these weird little freaks. Yeah. I mean, he is a weird little freak, but do it proper. Like, just do Lex Luthor. Just come on. Well, man. I think, just like, if the Zack Snyder stuff had not Ugh, been, been, you know, we all know how that went. Yeah. We, we've talked, yeah. That, yeah, we've yeah, talked yeah. about it at length. But if it hadn't gone that way, Maybe they shaved his head in another and world, then, and then they were setting up for like some sort of uh, he had the villain, su- the League of Supervillains. Yeah, League so maybe in the second one it. he would have gotten buff. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Like really, I don't know. That I don't know. Been, and this is nothing know. against Jesse Eisenberg. I just don't know if that was the direction they needed to take that character. Sure, yeah. yeah, it was a little much. 
Everybody was like, it was a they bit should much. cast Brian Cranston and all this stuff, and then they cast this dude, oh, and everybody God. was like, what? You know, yeah. It's not even that they cast Jesse Eisenberg. It's just the way that they yes. made the character. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah, they worked yeah. on that you know. together, and I'm sure that that's whoever it came just, up with that. But I just, I don't, it kind of. People like, had, I still say it to this day, and it, it's kind of like over said, but he really like feels like a version of the Riddler. He does not feel like Yeah, he looks yeah. he feels like the Riddler. He feels like the Riddler. And it's always just been like either he's a bumbling, goofy, silly idiot or or that's it. I don't yeah, know. I can't yeah. think of another <laughs> well, version of it where he's just well, Lex Luthor. Just do it properly. Well, I mean, at least in um uh Gene Hackman, at least he was more, you know, the greatest criminal mind of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scene chewing sure. motherfucker. And I yeah. love it. I did I did like Gene Hackman uh, as yeah. Lex Luthor. Yeah. I would like to see that Gene Hackman play a proper Lex Luthor. Mm, sure. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm ready for a new generation of Lex Luthor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same here. But yeah. I'm just saying like as long as we're dreaming. Oh sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time for what do you see? What do you say? What are you saying and what are you what saying? What are you saying and what are you I saying? I asked you first. No, well, it's my section of the show, so I'll I'll ask you that. Go ahead, Aubrey. I watched 500 Days of Summer recently. Okay. Oh, does that hold up? Yeah, I mean, if you mean by the fact that mm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a self-absorbed dumbass <laughs> yeah. who blatantly ignores Zoe Deschanel saying that she doesn't want a boyfriend, right. uh, and everybody's like, look, dude, she told you from the beginning, Right. then yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, sure, but sure. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has even come out and said, like, if you think he's the hero, you're an idiot. You're wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you missed the point. One thing I actually he's a really, pest. One thing I actually did like about it because you know we watch everything with subtitles on on the Blu-ray. The subtitles are actually following the characters around. Oh, oh, that's neat. So instead of just all being right in the middle and saying somebody's name, you got the the Joseph Gordon-Levitt subtitles on the left, the Zoe Dashnell's on the right. Okay, and it's kind of kind of neat. That's fun. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. That's neat. I also saw. I also watched the last Starfighter. Okay. Oh, um, we saw Spider Verse. We Ooh, saw. We the, did. We, we saw, saw Spider Verse. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, no spoilers, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing. That was probably the greatest animated film I've ever seen. Yeah, it was really it's good. It's so fucking good. It was really good, and um, I, uh, there's I, a, there's a mid credit scene, but there's nothing at the end. So after the mid credit scene, you can leave, or if you want to stay in. Watch all the rest of the credits. You can do that too. But anyway, recommend it. I recommend that. If I hope you, the animators are all right. Yeah, it looks you, like they worked very hard on that. If you film. can make oh, it yeah. out to the movie um, to check it out, I would recommend it. Yeah, Spider Punk alone. I, I, oh, I can't man. remember exactly, but I think there they. I saw somewhere there's like ten layers of animation just on him mm. because yeah. of the style that they that they they uh, have him on different him frame in. rates on different yeah. part of his. Yeah, you're talking about yeah. too much of the movie though. All yeah, right. yeah. No, we're a, just talking about the animation. There's no plot. That's a thing that you would want to discover when you're watching. Well, they did a good job. Yeah. Yes. Very good. And uh, what else? Let me think. I'm trying to think here. What else? I have a lot of. I've, I haven't really had time to sit down and actually watch anything. So I have stuff on while I'm doing other stuff, like while I'm at work or while I'm at home doing something. So I'll put something on in the background. Something great to have on in the background is Home Movies. Oh, the uh, from, which um, was an animated show, four seasons of it on Adult Swim. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but it's uh, you can find all of it. It's on Max. It's on Max. It's yeah. on YouTube. It's everywhere. But yeah, I have that on in the background, like in my headphones while I'm doing something, or just on in the background while I'm puttering around the house, and it's. It's it's yeah, that's a good one to have on. Oh, uh, about home movies. Uh, it's from Brendan Small, who, uh, if anybody doesn't know home movies, Brendan Small 
they might know Metalocalypse, Brennan's mm. Fall. Same guy, uh, which when I, because I used to watch home movies on Adult Swim uh, when I was not allowed to uh, <laughs> uh, when I was younger. Then when Metalocalypse came out, uh, like it took me forever to realize that it was from the same guy. I was like, hey, he uses a lot of the same voices for some of the little bit characters. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. But uh, I love yeah. H. John Benjamin, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love everything that they Who do. Who does on the Archer and Bob's Burgers and all yes. that. Yeah. The, one of the most like knowable voices in Excellent animation. Excellent voice actor. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Yeah, he's great in that. There's a there's a really funny episode that I like with the the guys from They Might Be Giants. Yeah, the yeah the camp when they go to camp. Yeah, when they go oh, yeah. to camp, it oh, has cool. the two guys from They Might Be Giants in there. Anyway, that's a really fun one. That's a good one. The the one where they go to camp is excellent. No, but I did want to talk. I I did want to say speaking of stuff to have on in the background, Pulp Fiction is one of those movies. Oh yeah, a lot of times we'll have that on in the background. Sure, that's just sure. one of those movies that's like all the time. I've seen that movie so many times. I mean, what about you? Yeah. Have you seen that movie like a million times, probably? Probably a million times infinity. Right. No, I mean I watched it a lot. <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Hayden? Are you a fan of that movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, uh, Jackie Brown and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Those, I love those Jackie three Brown early too. Tarantino movies are like on repeat. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. That those three are great. But I just picked up the 4K of Pulp Fiction, and I was Ooh, like, I was like, nice. is this going to be any different? Because I've seen this movie a million times. Like I was like, is this going to? Is this even? You know, am I going to recognize anything? But I mean, it it looked amazing. <laughs> it looked really incredible. Yeah, and we noticed a lot of like little details that we hadn't noticed, and I don't know. It was cool. You can read the menu. You can see what's on the menu, like when mm. they're in the diner in that opening scene, and they're doing their little uh, the scene with uh, Tim Roth and yeah. um, I forgot the other lady's name, Yolanda. But anyway, uh, it's just stuff Amanda like that, Plummer. and like. You you can see the color of their eyes, like you can see in their eyes. Remember when uh that guy pulls a gun on Bruce Willis and uh, Ving Rhames yeah. in the shop? That guy he has two different colored eyes. He has oh, heterochromia. Weird. I pointed oh, really? that out to you. Yeah, we never noticed that before. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> I was like this guy I has heterochromia. I had no clue. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's one of the things that we noticed in the 4K. Yeah. So anyway, stuff like that. I was like, wow, you know, that is really cool. So anyway, I mean, we're lucky enough that we were able to get a 4k tv you know and a 4k player but anyway uh it was worth it it was cool i don't know if you if you like cinema or whatever i'm excited that because none of his movies are on um 4k they've just recently started to come out with them okay you know so pulp fiction just came out i think reservoir dogs came out too so yeah i remember back in the 90s uh, when i was working at the hollywood video i special ordered the widescreen vhs of um pulp fiction and it came with like two deleted scenes after the movie played oh and wow. I, I had to pay like 25 bucks for it or some shit like that yeah the week after i got it took it home and enjoyed it we got a whole shipment of fucking pulp fictions for 9.99 <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> but they were the pan and scan inferior versions oh mm. man pan and scan sucks <laughs> well then there you go it was worth yeah. it excellent anything else before we move on, are you still looking for the name of the episode? Yeah, there's there's so many. I love Camp. I love Guitar Mageddon. I love Bye Bye Greasy. There's that one where he, uh, I can't remember the name of it. He can't sleep. Oh, and, he and wants so to he get goes the to the insomnia. Player, yeah. He goes to the insomnia study place because yeah. he wants to get the DVD player. DVD. I guess it's just called Insomnia. I don't know. Is anyway, that what it's called? I think it's called Insomnia. All right, and now we're gonna go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week, we're continuing our discussion of All-Star Superman. This is a non-continuity 
series that was written by Grant Morrison, art by Frank Quitely, and digitally, digit, I can't say this. Digitally. Digitally inked by Jamie Grant. It's also colored by Jamie Grant nice. as yeah. well. I don't know if we've mentioned that before, but Grant is doing the colors. Today, we're discussing All-Star Superman 7 and 8, which were published in June and July 2007. Let's talk about the cover really quick. Um, oh, yeah. I love how... A lot going um, on here. Bizarro's shooting his ice beams, but it's his eyes are crossed, and so they're just uh, yeah. Going yeah, well, there's them. there's a part of the story where he's he's blowing laser breath. Yeah, his yeah. fire breath. Fire breath. Yeah, yeah, well, it's yeah, not Bizarro's... fire breath. It's a laser that uh. should be coming out of his eyes, <laughs> but it comes out of his mouth because he's a Bizarro. Yeah, yeah. Bizarro. Uh, funny. Famously, uh, the only like reverse powers are ice vision and. Uh, Heat breath. breath. Heat yeah. Breath. Yeah. Even though the re- even though the rest of the powers are like the same, like flight, super strength, and vulnerability. Some I of the gags like... in this will like cook your brain. Because for me to like read this, I had to be like, okay, wait, yeah, it's, yeah I don't know, wait, it's, it's the opposite though. Like, so I don't know. A lot <laughs> yeah, of the, it was very the, like, all right. The bizarro kinda... speak is is kind of hard. Usually, it's it's like a lot simpler, but I feel like Grant Morrison like, yeah made it a little bit more complicated than it was a little more challenging yeah i kind of skimmed a little bit of it i'm gonna be honest but i feel like i got the gist of what they were up to well we'll talk about it that's what a book club's for i know so like so many of morrison's comics we're just thrown into this very confusing scene there's a lot of info that's happening and that's given up front so this is one of those things where you just kind of like have to figure it out as you're going along we see that Leo Quintum and one of his associates, probably Agatha, who we've met in <clears throat> the previous issues, they're exploring the Underverse. So this was all set up in issue four, where Jimmy Olsen and all that, and we saw that they were exploring this dangerous realm. That's where they pulled the Black Kryptonite out of. Quintum has to retreat. They were looking for a missing Bizarro technician, but there's no sign. But we see him, right? He's been, like, impaled or crushed or something like right. that, right? Yeah. Quintum says, there's a life form down here. Something big. Coming closer. And we kind of see, like, in the background, there's, like, this earth shape, right? Well, I don't know if he's, he's, he's kind of been, like, transmogrified. It's kind of a... Yeah, I don't know what exactly is happening there, right? We kind of see it a little bit in the top panel that he's like... It looks like he's being crushed by something. Yeah, or... but he's also been, like, merged with this object. Right, yeah. I don't know what exactly is happening there. It's pretty weird. I like how in this, what we see down here, the planet, the ocean, is like the shape of our the North American continent. Or the... Uh, actually, that's Mexico... There's oh Florida. it's backwards the ocean yeah. is with the yeah. yeah that's neat good detail Aubrey. i didn't even notice that so this is explained later again this is one of those scenes that we don't really know what's happening did you know what was happening well i assumed it was the sun eater he mentioned um in it, the fortress of solitude and right was yeah. in issue two okay yeah. i didn't i was like what is happening right now I, d- I i didn't really connect those but that is it so he's setting that one free yeah um and if you look at it, it like looks like it tries to like hold on to him a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. no, you got to. There's a lot of a lot of storytelling there in like, yeah. what's so happening. He, he looks sad, too. When Go he's home, gone. boy. He's like all yeah. Dejected looking. Yeah. He's like, definitely saying go home, boy. It's such a like. How sad he is. Th- that's such a Grant Morrison thing that this like featureless, uh, like Lovecraftian beast. They're putting like so much emotion into it like it, it making you like 
feel like you know mm-hmm. for this this horrible goo tentacle monster thing <laughs> that eats suns <laughs> yeah and in that last panel or in the top panel of the next page it almost looks like it's waving to him like bye superman well, you no. see how it's does. got like one yeah. tentacle like way like sticking up he does and the panel beneath that if you look really closely he looks super sad oh right he's like hanging his tentacle head or whatever yeah. he's like me <laughs> yeah it makes me sad well maybe he'll visit him and hang out with him he'll maybe make a, he will he'll make a big pack of friends and then I'll come back and say, Superman, look at all the friends I made. But, okay, so I, I remember, like, when I was reading the Wikipedia for Sun Eaters and the Issue 2 uh, research, aren't they bad? Like, wouldn't you not want to let this thing just out? Well, I mean, it depends on who you ask. Some people think that wasps are bad because or they might sting you, but they oh, also okay. pollinate a lot of plants. You need wasps. So, so, it's so you're like, saying, like, um, this one has been raised by Superman, so maybe it's... Well, I think just in general, people just, think, like, there are some people who are like, kill all the wolves. You shouldn't do that. They're right. a keystone species. You need wolves, yeah. and, yeah. like, you should not kill them because then the entire ecosystem will die, and then also just don't kill them because they don't deserve to be killed. They're yeah. just doing their own thing. They're part of the ecosystem, and they deserve to live, and they want to live, and they live in little families, and they, they're fine. Okay. So I feel it's like it's maybe a, like that. It's like, yeah. they're part it's of an ecosystem. Malevolent. No. It's not yeah. evil. Yeah. It's just a, a creature that, by its its nature, it yes, it eats suns, and that might be bad for an inhabited Someone planet, who needs but... a sun to live, but for right. them, they, they also need suns to live, but in a different way. Yeah. Okay. So they're part of an ecosystem that we're not really aware of. A right, larger right. scale of ecosystem that Superman's totally fine with that we are not able to understand. Like, ants are probably like these human menaces. Mm-hmm. How dare they sprinkle poison on our, <laughs> on our right, homes right. that we've spent so long building. You know, we're the sure, sun eater sure. yeah, to the yeah, ants. Sure. So on this bottom panel... This is another point where I was like, what is happening here? So we see that he gets attacked by all these like bizarro creatures or something like that. But you can also see, and I didn't notice this until now, there's the shadow of the square shape. Yeah, the square. You Mm. know what I mean? It's on Mars. So I guess it's as he's coming back around Mars. Well, then you turn the page and you see that big old thing. Um, So this one that touched him becomes bizarro. Yeah. Was it like a gray thing? And then when it, because that's the one that's on I think him. they're all the same blobby color. And then he gets him and then he starts to turn. So see the boot color? Yeah. 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 He starts to form. Right. So like, this is, I guess, this non-continuity. That's how Bizarro is made. Yeah. You know what Which I, I mean? Which I think is very clever well, and fun. Yeah, it's cool. You, well, you I would think, need an uh, explanation. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say in the the earlier issues, uh, Leo Quintum has Bizarro workers. Like I think Bizarro is something that's pre-existed in this continuity, uh. and because that Bizarro worker fell into the Underverse, yeah, uh, I think its biology sort of uh, oh, tainted yes. or, or like maybe gave rise to these okay. things. Mm-hmm. So they are technically like bizarros as superman knows them but they have a different point of origin than just right. like a clone of superman well and that's it was what he, foreshadowed he says like something big is coming so this this planet is like an organism yeah. right. and all those bizarros are part of it because well we'll get to it right yeah i like that aubrey i like that you pointed out that the oceans and the land masses are flipped I think yeah that's yeah. fucking funny <laughs> that's great 
didn't even notice that. But, but then, like, most it. of the Earth is ocean. Yeah. So that would make most of that planet land masses. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That yeah. And that just in and of itself, like, what a, a hurdle for an artist. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, Look at that. Uh, yeah. I need you to really draw the Earth as a cube and, like, make the land masses and oceans <laughs> look correct. But also, we're going to flip everything, like, mirror style. Yeah. And it's a cube. Yeah. Well, Just and like, you even see because it's a cube, you even see like the elevation. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That's nuts. Yeah, God, I quietly. I love the Great Lake or Great Mountains. I guess. <laughs> what would it be like to like be on one of those corners or whatever? Anyway, so uh, we go back to Earth. We see that it's snowing, um, and they're having some sort of like holiday party. Um, the Daily Planet crew. And while they're all talking, Jimmy Olsen notices a huge crash and explosion outside. And we also see like more. I like, I like the way that he notices it. He's just like, guys. Yeah. <laughs> guys. Not ho- even an exclamation point, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys. The holiday season just got bent. Lombard, is that his name? Uh-huh. Lombard over here is like, I'm ready to party uptown. Let's go. Right, right. Well, oh, because Miss Grant is like, ah, this is, if this doesn't liven up. I'm calling a taxi. I know, right? but I just yeah. I just think it's so funny that he's immediately like, yeah, let's fucking party. Oh, let's yeah. go uptown okay. party. <laughs> what a fucking slime ball. Jimmy Olsen tells Perry to get everyone to the roof. He has a sixth sense, but Perry's like, it's too cold outside and there's a meteor shower, but it's not a meteor shower. It's all that stuff coming down. <gasps> Suddenly, like this humanoid shape enters the room. It's one of those Bizarro clones and Bizarro, it says. As it attacks this woman, we find out her name's Allie, and it takes her shape, which then turns her into a bizarro. It's like um, like a zombie apocalypse yeah, thing, zom- you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. that kind of thing. Bizarro-bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, like, just horrifying. Yeah. Too, like... Oh, and, yeah. Super horrifying. And I, I don't think that this concept is like bizarros as a like a race of viral creatures that like turn and like mutate has ever been used before this that I know mm. of. It's very good. Yeah. 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 And just, and the way that like Frank quietly draws them, like they're, they they look like they're fungus and like the clothing that they have is technically made of their own yeah. body too. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, right. horrible <laughs> but yeah. in, in the best possible way. Well, when she's turning into one and her face is kind of melting into her hand, it's like, ugh. Yeah. ugh. That's not good. Perry tells Jimmy to shut down the elevators and call for Superman while he takes out this bizarro with a fire extinguisher. Meanwhile, the woman who has transformed lunges at Cat Grant, but Lombard uses the momentum to push Allie out the window. So this lady just totally ate it. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, she got turned into a monster and then thrown out, out a window. window. Pretty messed up. And when we turn the page, we get this scene of everything going on below. Oh, man. Do they get out of, like, having to put, like, the copyright for McDonald's by having the letters all mashed? <laughs> well, it's also, <laughs> well, it's, it's, if you read it, it's Mad Delonk. Well, they're, well, like, they, rearranging all the letters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you don't have to, like, oh, no, there's no yeah, copyright there's no, or yeah. anything like Well, that. there's not any arches, if you'll notice. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. red and yellow letters yeah we see that there's like a bizarro santa claus chasing people <laughs> with, with a, a knife, knife. <laughs> yeah. back with the group lombard notices that he hasn't changed the bizarro didn't affect him 
He's immune to it. Right. And the office is soon overrun with bizarros. Well, and they, they're immediately like, oh, man, I can't believe I just threw her out the window. Like, right, yeah. This is horrible. I'm glad that they put that line I knew in there, her, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When Superman is mentioned, Lombard reminds everyone how he just saved their lives. And as they head out for their ride, Lombard comments about how these were people once. And where is Superman when you really need him? Right. As if on cue... Right, we get what would be the Superman entrance. Right, there's this a big is such explosion. A great moment. This is so well yeah, drawn. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very cinematic. So there's this big crash. Uh, there's a person there in the Superman costume. There's a little kid. He's like, "It's okay, mom. Everything's gonna be okay. It's Superman. He'll find dad." And it's the Bizarro. Uh, right? And he's like, yeah. "Me am no Bizarro. Me am be your friend." But he's really saying, I am bizarre and I'll, uh, you're I'm not, not going to be your friend. And I'm not going to yeah. be your friend. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That you and Daniel's right. That is so cinematic. I can imagine like, especially somebody like James Gunn, who's got yeah. horror cred yeah. doing this as like a really terrifying, unexpected scene. Yeah. Like Just you like, would oh, even yeah. get like the, you would get the theme music yeah. or whatever, yeah. whatever the Superman theme is. And well, and all think... the camera angle, you can kind of see the camera movement almost yeah. in this yeah. like scene. It's really, um, yeah, you can, and they, they've got this panel on kind of a Dutch angle a little bit. Right. It's very, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I like it. Very good. So Bizarro was created by writer Otto Binder and artist George Papp as a mirror image of Superman and first appeared in Super War number 68 in 1958 the character has often been portrayed as an antagonist to superman though on occasion he's an anti-hero so there you go there's a bunch of different versions of bizarro there's like post-crisis bizarro and all this kind of stuff and anyway they they did bizarro joker and all this kind of stuff there was the bizarro jerry episode of seinfeld bizarro jerry (laughs) they did that i forgot about that that's a good one they did bizarro great pull friend jerry he's reliable he's considerate he's like your exact opposite so he's bizarro jerry (laughs) bizarro jerry yeah like bizarro superman superman's exact opposite who lives in the backwards bizarro world up is down, down is up. He says hello when he leaves, goodbye when he arrives. Shouldn't he say bad bye? Isn't that the opposite of goodbye? No, it's still goodbye. Does he live underwater? No. Is he black? Look, just forget the whole thing, all right? They've, they've done him in almost all the TV shows and yeah, stuff like that, right? Yeah, he's Smallville. Uh, but there was this, like, deleted scene from Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, where it was the first clone was more like Bizarro. Oh, really? But also more like a bumbling idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can kind of find the really terrible scene online. Okay. But, uh... I'll have to look for that. Yeah. I want to see that. So, just as this Bizarro is about to blast this kid with the cold vision... Superman comes in for the rescue. Don't I like, do it. I like how he's like, Bizarro, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> uh, so he rescues the kid. That's a good moment. The way that you would scold a dog. Yes, exactly. For picking up something they're not supposed to pick up. Bizarro, uh-uh. Well, because, like, and, and I think that, like, kind of lends to the fact that, uh, like I said before, like, th- this Superman has dealt with Bizarro before. Yeah. Like, he knows yeah. that he's not, like, That lends so much credence evil. to your theory, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knows that Bizarro, like, he's just, he's mixed up. Like, he doesn't necessarily understand everything that he's doing all the time. He's a sun eater. He's a creature that doesn't yeah, belong yeah. in this right. specific setting. Right, right, and yeah. he's going to have to contain him and bring him back to his natural habitat. But you can hit him with a jet engine. You can do that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's tough. 
So Superman saves the kid, and now he has to fight Bizarro. Um, we I got a like, nice Superman pose here. Yeah, I love this, and I love the way the fire breath like comes out of the panel. I think that's a, like a really nice choice. Oh yeah, I love that. Um, and then Superman's like, "I'll try out one of my new powers." So we saw this in the very first issue. Like he has like some sort of electricity vision or electricity bolts. It, it kind of reminds me of the, the Electric the, Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Superman, yeah. it's like it's almost Omega Beamish. It's kind of, but yeah. not as controlled. It's very organic. I love the effect there. The colors are incredible by Grant. But um, this third panel, uh, he looks so pissed. Yeah. I love that. He's all on mm-hmm. fire and yeah. his eyes are glowing. And I'm like, yes, that is awesome. You know what I mean? Amno want fight you. Want all you, Amno, become Bizarro, Bizarro says. I'm going to fight you. I want all of you to become Bizarro. Right. Back with the Daily Planet crew. I took I took two years of Bizarro. Thank you. Yeah. In, I'm, you're fluent in, in it. In high school. No, yeah. I'm, I'm you, not. You're not. Fluent, but I but got the But you could get by if we yeah, went to Bizarro World. Did, you, to did you spend a, uh, a gap year in Bizarro World? I could get by if we, you know. <laughs> Back with the Daily Planet crew, they escape into a blimp. Jimmy had previously hacked it in case he needed to impress a girl. So there you go. <laughs> Great. Fucking, fucking Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> I really think I, Jesse Eisenberg would have made an excellent Jimmy he Olsen. He would have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would have been he so good. Been missed opportunity. He's just slightly creepy. Just a little bit. He could have been so funny, too. He's as so that funny. Character. Yeah, He's for really sure. He's good. Um, we he also... is a good actor. I'm not trying to say yeah, I don't yeah. like his performances. Obviously, he's he's a good yeah. actor being an actor i just don't necessarily appreciate that specific interpretation of lex luthor anyway and we also see bizarro has been punched into orbit he was right i love he's he's coming off the panel and at the very bottom corner one of his teeth is also lying out of the panel (laughs) good Really nice. I love that. Bizarro story should be funny. Yeah. 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 And a little bit horrific. Well, so we're getting all of that. Yeah. And a a little bit sad, too. Yeah. I think every good Bizarro story, there's a little bit of sad. A little bit of sad. In there. Bizarro like. I love this because, um, Jimmy Olsen, he he can hack into all this stuff, so he gets a hold of Leo Quintum. Yeah. And Quintum's like, I thought I changed this number, Mr. Olsen. That's the first thing <laughs> yeah. he says. Yeah. I love that little dig right there. Like, his, his initial... an annoying piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he took one of his 365 uh, rainbow coats. That's right. Uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't need that many coats. Just wear the same coat several times. Quintum, they're also fighting the Bizarros, and he gives, like, the exposition here, right? He talks about how... They make copies and they infect the target and it spreads like gangrene and the yellow sun appears to make the creatures sick, which is why they're attacking the Earth's night side. I like that, too. Like this, they're incorporating, you know, yeah. some he's, kind of lore into this. Yeah, he's and he's absolutely 100 percent dealing with the same exact problem. He's like, look, I don't have time for your problem. Yeah. I'm dealing with a really important problem. And he proceeds to describe literally the same exact issue. Yeah. From yeah. a different perspective. Right. Which I think it's, is fucking hilarious. That is. Yes. <laughs> Um, you don't even understand what's going on. Bizarros are happening. And Jimmy's like, no, I'm calling to tell you the bizarros are yeah. happening. <laughs> they're very much happening a lot. They're they're happening a whole lot right now. But I like this when he says, uh, you have problems. It's 930 p.m. in December. So they have a long night ahead of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, the night yeah. has just begun. Yeah. And it's going to be a long one with these bizarros. Superman's dragging the blimp. So he's gotten to the, the way blimp. that you see some people dragging a grocery yeah. cart <laughs> behind them sometimes. I do that sometimes. Yeah. He lands them in a safe spot, and he catches up Lois on where he was. 
Um, and this is where we find out because that's when I was like, oh, that was the Sun Eater. That okay, that's what happened. I had to go back and look at that second page Aww, sweet. Uh, because anyway. Maybe he was. I mean, it wasn't as. Maybe he was rehabbing the Sun Eater. Sure. The way yeah. that you would rehab like a hawk before re-releasing it into the wild, or something. But I like how he's like, I have to get back because one of them copied me. So there's a bizarro me, you know, and I need to go take care of. Those. Yeah, that's a really and bad situation. That's a bad situation. Yeah. I like when she's coming out of the. Aubrey, is this a blimp or a zeppelin or what no, is it? No, this is a blimp. Okay, it's a blimp. I like when she's coming out of the blimp to kind of be like. Hey Superman, wait! And then she, like, you can see that she's very cold. Yeah, she's in this party dress. I was gonna say that she wants to talk to him, but she's very cold. I was like, um, uh, it wasn't until I got to the last panel where they're talking, and I was like, wait, they should look cold. And then I went back and looked, and there's a lot of cold, nice, cold body, body language, language like yeah. stuff that yeah. you would do. Yeah. If you anyway, it's I, just a beautiful couple of panels, and I just really yeah, like. You know, sometimes I really like nice. a little bit of just like. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Like it just is it's great. I like the movement and yeah. I like all of the Yeah. You know, I like the way he draws hair. Sue me. I don't yeah. know. It's just great. It's nice. But yeah, they're all very cold. They have like their arms up close to their yeah. chest and they're kinda So uh but Perry interrupts and he tells Superman about Lombard's immunity to the bizarro touch. And so Superman examines him. Uh, we see that blue vision, right? When he was looking, when he was evil yeah. and he was mm -hmm. looking through the earth, he yeah. used that blue vision. I like Lombard's, uh, you know, I got nothing to hide, man. I steal my pleasure. Yeah. Any way I can help. <laughs> Always been a big fan, as you know. He was like talking shit about him. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I, I think, Danielle, I think you mentioned uh, casting for this guy, yeah. Nick Offerman. Sure. And and I since you said that a couple a few episodes back, I I absolutely am am hearing Nick Offerman. <laughs> sure, voice. yeah, yeah, oh, yes, awesome. totally. Any way uh, I can help. Always been a big fan. Yeah, man, he'd be great. That'd be excellent. But so the immunity is because of performance pills, and he's like, yeah. mm, I don't know if this is <laughs> if we can give these to everybody. He could make that performance so funny. Oh man, yeah. But, but yeah, so uh, performance pills. Listen, it's a drug that does certain things. And sometimes it does things for health reasons, and sometimes it does things for fun reasons. Yeah, and yeah. Some people can't take them because of heart reasons, so they got to find a way around that. Yeah. They got to find a different way. <laughs> yeah. Not well, everybody also, can take those. I don't. Can women take those kind of performance? Yes, pills? they can, but it's not oh. performance based, is it? I think it's for like blood pressure things oh, or yeah. something. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah. developed for something else. And yeah, then it, and then they was, found and they, out. They realized. Yeah. they found out there was a certain side effect that people really enjoyed. <laughs> but yeah, I think that uh, women can take it for that reason and also for other reasons. Mm. I think it's mm. anyone can take it if you qualify. That is to say, if you don't end up having a heart attack or right, something right, because of right. it. So I think you have to like meet certain criteria health wise for it. But like, so people take it for like vascular reasons or something like sure, that. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. that that's, you know, also valid or whatever, but yeah, no, not everybody can take that. So they gotta, they gotta find a different solution. Right. So Jimmy yeah. helps Superman come up with a plan to reflect the sun across earth's nighttime atmosphere. Um, and he's like, that's actually a good idea. So he starts coming up with, I like, where did the pen and paper come from? He just starts writing. But I love he, it. Oh, wait, Matt, Jimmy, no, Jimmy, Jimmy also hands it to him. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Good catch, Aubrey. He's got it in his yeah, And the, sure, the yeah. paper is, uh, Superman says it's the card he was going to give to Lois for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh nice. You're card. right. Yeah. Very nice. Good work, detectives. This card I plan to give you. Merry Christmas. Right. So we get that. Um, Everyone's still Thank shivering you, and they're all like holding themselves like they're cold. Very good. But yeah, Superman says he has to get back to the action. Lives have been lost. 
and the cube world is starting to affect the tides and weather. I like oh, that detail geez. too. Yeah, right? that's scary. It's getting close enough oh, to the atmosphere it. where it's fucking things up. Yeah. So, so before Superman takes off, he says to Lois. I've been trying to fight an invasion force, but it's a single organism, just another big monster. So this is kind of what we talked about. Like the planet has turned itself into a cube Earth, and it's making these bizarros. But it's yeah. a big old but it, organism. But it's one organism, and so um, wow. if you're familiar with Grant Morrison, you know he writes about this kind of stuff a lot. Yeah, um, he has this book called Super Gods, and he talks about that the human race is a is a is an organism like this Ooh. you know he describes it like we're the that bizarros and, um that it's like we're one single organism made up of all these sure you know i forgot how he described it but anyway um that's one of that's a very morrison probably had something to do with collective consciousness yes oh yeah also um, really cool uh if you were wondering how the bizarros were like falling into the earth's atmosphere if you look on these panels where superman's flying into the bizarro world the Bizarros are literally making like human ladders that are coming off of the planet. Oh, I see. I didn't even notice that. It's like a little oh, string. Look at this. Yeah. Jeez, it's creepy. Which, there's a isn't there a species of ant that uh, yeah. Yeah. bridges yeah. over water? They do. They make little bridges with their little yeah. ant bodies. I, I well, think that was very much the vibe that wow, was like because they're that's all wild. sort of Dude. like just small extensions of this big hive consciousness. Cool. Oh, I love it. Speaking of ants, do you remember during Harvey when like there'd be floating pools of ants? Oh yeah, oh, right. because they were just all they were doing together. a good job. Yeah. They were just trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. And good if job, you ran ants. into it, you'd be like, "Shit, fuck, I'm covered in ants." Yeah. <laughs> well, for them, they'd be like, "Shit, fuck, we're covered in a human." Yeah, we're covering a human. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't like it either. I like these last two panels where Superman's saying goodbye to Lois. I know we passed it already, but I like that's fine. No, yeah. I yeah. think that's yeah. really again. I just like these two panels because sometimes you like to see just. Beautiful panels of people yeah. being sweet to each other, and it's kind of this like sad. They're both like sad. Like he's like, "Merry Christmas!" Like, right? Yeah, this is what I got to do. Sure. And yeah. it's just kind of like they they but, both know the score. Yeah, I yeah. love that. There's they're they're both solemnly dedicated to this because it is what it is. Right. I just yeah. love that. I think that's really she lovely. gets it too. She, she gets understands. it. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. both get it, and I I just love that. And they've done this before too, but I love the streak to like uh -huh. kind of uh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah whatever jamie grant is doing right there to to create that I, they've done it a couple times and how everybody's that. hair and clothes are all kind of yeah right but yeah the little strings of ant bizarros are very creepy very good thank Didn't you for pointing that, that out that's really a, cool that's amazing that's why it's a book the, club the streak kind of reminds me of the streak on um the poster for Superman the movie from 1970. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. okay. Yeah. yeah. Good job. As Superman's flying by, we also see the Bizarro Superman's out there because remember he punched him in the outer space? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, so he's like, what's going on? You know? So Superman flies in, he crashes through this mountain. And so I guess when he does that, it creates a mirror or something because we see the light is then reflected Off onto the Earth. Oceans. There or something like that, right? That's what he said before because of the oceans. Right. Yeah. So they were going to make a giant mirror. So the mirror lights up the side of the earth and we see all the bizarros fall. Um, but then we also see that the cube is now going into the red spec. Now it's sinking back into the underverse. Ah. And this is and this is stuff that's going to be explained. But like when you're reading it, I'm like, what? What happened? <laughs> what, what happened? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and then it's not till later it gives you the information. And anyway, for me, I, you have I don't to reread it. I was like, "Am I dumb or, <laughs> or what is happening here?" Anyway, took me a while to figure some of this out. It's very dense, but it's good. And and well, it, then he it, says it here though. Yeah. He goes, "Olson, explain." Yeah. Oh, he heard it. 
the organism that is the cube is an organism yeah. as he just explained right he goes well he hurt it meaning the organism of the bizarro cube i guess it's crawling its way back into the underverse to lick its wounds chief what about superman what happened to right. superman exactly. so that sets it up perfectly it kind of is a little explainer <clears throat> there so um we cut to bizarro world we see bizarro superman talking to superman bizarro surrenders to superman by saying no surrender and waving a black flag right <laughs> fight more so, yeah superman attempts to adopt his speaking style and by that you mean the opposite right it's over you yeah. <laughs> uh you know retreat to the underverse and bother earth again and he tells bizarro that the underverse is sinking back into the cosmic sink and the sun's red light is receding to the red end of the spectrum and so we see him like do his thing to take off and he can't fly he goes straight to the ground right yeah. because it's starting There's to affect crater. his powers <laughs> the bizarro american flag yeah. oh right like oh, the yeah. flag is it's uh, weird it's backwards well uh, i like the like that there's a bunch of bizarro talk and then superman's like oh i see so blah 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 and he'll right. immediately say yeah what it actually means so no down sinkhole go to under place no into cold us go no freezing good dark go Ah, uh, your world is burrowing into the cosmic right. sink beneath our universe that's why this is happening in the gravitational whatever so it's like that kind of helped me out it does, because yeah. i kind of when i was reading some of that bizarro stuff the first time around i was like what the fuck <laughs> and i'm glad yeah. that it kind yes. of just you sort of get it through the story he tells bizarro i need your help or i'll die here and leave my world in danger and a voice is like you'll get no help there superman but one in every five billion copies is flawed unique different not mindless like these shambling mockeries but sensitive and self-aware suffering alone in a world of confusion and superman's like what who's that fuck? call me zibaro 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 we kind of see him there um, there's some cool little details on this. So, I mean, obviously, I, I love his costume. It's kind of like the backwards of Superman, right? So, he, where his costume is red, his is blue, you know. But it's also different from Bizarro, obviously. Right, yeah. Which is another thing. And uh, in the background, we see, like, the cube moon. They have, yeah, like, a cube moon it. that has formed. <laughs> I love it. The Statue of Liberty has, like, a mace. That's great. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> they're roasting a, a chair. It looks like way. Yeah. yeah, there's so many like interesting details. The way that this like bizarre world is all cobbled together, it's all very like it's all stacked on top of each other yeah. or built into each other. Uh, it's really interesting. I love this. So many details also, in there. I I gotta say, Zabaro, uh best food court pizza place. I was gonna go make to. that joke and I didn't <laughs> do it. I'm so glad you did it. I was going to say the last time uh, TJ and I hung out, we went to uh, the Mall of Georgia, and there's a Sbarro's there, and I got a slice of just regular pepperoni, and uh, I folded it and tipped it forward, and nearly the entire bottom of uh, the plate that I had was covered in grease oh. that just like came streaming out of that one God. slice of pizza. <laughs> I yeah. can't. Like the rivers in hell, right? In Hellboy. Yeah. Like, just like the, the solid yeah. line of Horrible. red coming down. Basically, yeah. Horrible. Oh, man. Good stuff. So we got chapter eight here. Um, this is a fun cover. I love um, if you like look at all the all the different pieces of the what the ship is made out of. Yeah. 
you know, there's a bunch of different like parts all cobbled together. You see um, Quietly's signature in there worked into like the spring or whatever. There's a fork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of little like kitchen utensils and stuff like that. There's yeah. like a cookies tin. Looks like a hot dog is under there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, a wheel of Golf cheese club? that's uh, wedged up under there, too. Yep. Under the oh, square right. wheel. Yeah. That's funny. So uh, we get this amazing opening image. So this is like it's sinking back into the underverse or whatever. But that red kind of spectrum, yeah. all that stuff is really cool. Yeah. Because it's conveying something that is like... Unconveyable. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's like sinking into a part of the universe. Like, I guess it's like a red black hole that they're going into or something like no, that. No, it's or... not a black hole. It's a different, like a... Anyway. It's like the basement of the universe. Yeah, right. the, a, red, yeah. the red is the sunlight, red shifting. Right. Yeah. It's a right. different, uh, like atomic level of the universe. Oh, okay. It's like a fucking right. a different plane. Yeah. Yeah. So Superman and Zabaro talk. Zabaro tells him that the planet speaks through the Bizarros, and it's afraid Superman will hit it again because he just hit that mountain and all that stuff. Don't right? do yeah. it. So yeah. it's making new Bizarros to defend itself now. And then there's a huge part where they recap everything that just happened, which I thought was kind of, uh, I thought it was a little clunky. Mm -hmm. I know that they have to do it, but like, they just, ex if you're reading this in a collected version, we just learned that super why Superman doesn't have his powers and what's happening to well, the Underverse. this but could have been someone just came in on this. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. it. But I thought it was a little clunky. Zabaro uh, pleads with Superman to tell him that he understands what he's saying. I'm so alone here, he says. There's no one to talk to. No shred of intellect exists with which to communicate my thoughts and feelings. I love the expressions of Zabaro, too, like, as he's talking. He's really pleading with him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the facial expressions they give him. And I like how, I mean, he looks like Superman, but it's just, it's so different. You know, what they're doing with the colors, with the texture of his face and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's technically, uh, he's a, b a bizarro bizarro yeah 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 oh right so he's not anything which right. must right. be tortured to be because oh, yeah. he has you know consciousness right that's like <laughs> such an e existential like horrifying he fucking belong here horrifying concept he shouldn't yeah. exist just being yeah. the only sane being on a planet that's like completely populated by weird backwards creatures yeah yeah Zabaro asked superman if he can imagine what it's like to be so different He's the only one who sees beauty in things and searches for poetry. The Bizarros make fun of him there. He's trapped like Superman, cursed to return to the frozen sludge when the all-night comes. So I guess like when it gets down there into the bottom, that's the all-night or whatever, yeah. right? They keep referring to this event. But Superman, he hears a familiar voice. It's a Bizarro Jor-El. Lee oh. Raj, Zabaro tells him. Yeah. I like what he says. He goes, great sons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. Me and send father as baby near away from Bizarro home. Me and Bizarro world's greatest genius. Okay. <laughs> right. So he's a dummy. He's a yeah. big dummy. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. he's king of the Bizarros. King of the dummies. But when the all night falls, he has to make the supreme sacrifice for his people. I, I don't, that's another story point that I don't really understand. Like, they, they say that this has to happen, but they never explain why, or I guess it doesn't, we don't need to know why, or it doesn't. Well, I, I just assume that as it gets further and further down, it just, it's, the all night is like, so no sun, no heat, no everything, so everything's just going to freeze over. Right, right. That's, that's what I was thinking it was going to be. I was thinking, like, does it have something to do with the backwardness of everything? Because 
Jor-El died when Krypton was exploded, and so this one has to die when it... I don't know. I, don't, I was thinking of... I don't know. Anyway. Zabaro says that Lee Raj has always encouraged him to be a great idiot. And him no fail me yet, Lee Raj responds. Uh-huh. And he's like, hmm, plan no makes sense before. What a nightmare, Superman says. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. Yes. I don't like any of this. There's also a neat effect where the Bizarro speaks in this black word bubble and Zabaro speaks that way too. But he speaks normally he speaks in normal. the black word yeah, bubble. So yeah, so yeah, that's interesting. So Superman... He thinks for a while. He's like, oh, it can't be hopeless. There has to, There's always a way. I love this sentiment, and it's going to come up later, too, where... That's yeah. Superman, up that, and that, down. That's what he's about. You know what I mean? He's like, that's oh, what I'm going to figure this out. There's always a way. And so he tells Zavaro that they need to... It's con- never hopeless, John. Yes. I believe that. He says, we need to build a spaceship, like the one that brought him from Krypton, but it would need to be able to escape the gravity of the Underverse. So we know that everything's like heavier down there, right? Zabaro says, I like the way he says it though. A spaceship capable of escaping your cube world's terrible gravity. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Zabaro says that the Bizarro Ward is sinking back into the Underverse and the All Night will swallow everything soon, but Superman thinks that the other people on the planet can help them. You might as well give orders to the wind, Superman, Zabaro responds. Maybe, but I have to try. And that's the other part of it, too, right? Yeah. That's the second time where he's like, I, I just have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't know. I really feel that. That, that really appealed to me. I don't know. That, that, yeah. That, yeah. The, the way that they write this Superman. And I feel like that, too, sometimes where I'm like, I have to keep trying. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. this is hopeless, this, this is a hopeless situation. That's what it's all about. You've been beat down so many times by something. And it's like, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I don't know how many times, like. I've had to try things several times before I, I had to fail several times. At, and even just yeah. simple things like I'm trying to take care of a fucking bill on the phone or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. like the first two and then like I don't get a hold of anyone and whatever. And it's fucking bullshit. And then but I'm like, I'm going to fucking take care of this. You yeah. know what I mean? So anyway, I just I just like that, that they write that into the character. It's it's nice. So that's why he that's why he means so much to so many people. Right, and, you know, yeah. people go, ah, Superman, he's so corny. But at the end of the day, yeah, you got to have a little bit of that in you or else you you're not going to be able to keep going. Yeah. You got to yeah. live your life every like those little things that you talk about, even uh, obviously up to the big things. It, it's it's right. it's every part. It's every aspect of life is like that. You yeah. have there has to be something in you yeah. that is like this. And if there isn't. You can read one of these stories and you can maybe be inspired and, and find that and it can help you find that. And so people, you know, there, I was reading something the other day on, on Twitter about how there was a comic book artist that was saying, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying, people will tell me everywhere I go that I, the thing I wrote helped them to keep going oh, right. in some yeah. way, you know, and so I hear it all the time. This, this character that, you know, helps me keep, to keep going. This character is the reason I'm still here. The way that you wrote this story is yeah. thank you for doing that and whatever it is. And so I feel like, you know, you could look at that in a cynical way and you could say, oh, that's pathetic. Or you could look at, at that and say, wow, that's what a beautiful aspect of humanity and the human yeah. condition that we can tell these stories to each other to keep each other going. Yeah. yeah. I think that's beautiful. That's yeah. gorgeous. What a gorgeous sentiment. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the whole point of, of Superman yeah. like as a character. Is like that that hope and that like unending persistence uh, of believing that there's like always a better way or there's always good to be done. That is like the best and most triumphant part of human nature. And this alien <laughs> who is, I mean, yeah, he looks like a human, but he's basically completely inhuman. But because he was raised 
by, you know, possibly some of the nicest people on earth, right. he exemplifies that human nature, even though he is not human. He's the best part of all of us. Exactly. And what can you learn from someone like that, from, from someone who has that kind of perspective? He's got this other otherworldly perspective, literally, of humanity. And for him to say, to instead of saying, disgusting, they should all be obliterated, he goes, wow, they're all worth saving. Right, right. All yeah. of them. How even, amazing. I have to dedicate my whole existence to saving them. And I think that that's something that... We're, we should we're supposed to turn around and look at ourselves and be like, what makes me worse? Like, how can I do that in my daily life? So people right. will say, like, oh, Superman, boring. Not if you write him correctly. Yeah. Not if yeah. you write this and draw this. I mean, this is, you know, this is this is this is it. I mean, this is the stuff. This is the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. can't be hopeless. There's always a way. Yeah. I love this bottom <laughs> panel, too, where they just focus on him for a second. Where he's I like, have Man, to try. I have to try. I yeah. love that. So uh, we cut over on the moon. Lois meets with Leo Quintum, and he talks about Superman being trapped in the Underverse and the monsters that exist there. A gulf of glamour, gay grim, mm -hmm. as the old verse puts it, Quintum says. So uh, this was kind of an obscure reference. Um, I thought this was uh, kind of weird that he put this in here. And I found a great comics forum online it's called a classic comics forum i'll put a link to it in the show notes and there was a post in there by a user called r berman from 2019 and he writes this is a quotation from nemeton an experimental poem by norman shaw a contemporary scottish writer and painter the section of the poem in full says amethyst avenue twixt two worlds under the full moon's ladder gulf of glamour gay grim Infinities of despair, unholy mountain climb, next craning, aghast at the tower that stretches to the far, far away. Bringing it close, so close. The notion of being twixt two worlds is a favorite Morrison theme. Yeah, this is a magic thing. One commenter said of Shaw's Nemeton, the poem, At the heart of this book is a rumination on nature and the spiritual. Shaw belongs in the long lineage of researchers into the underworld or dream world of the Scottish Highlands. Scottish Highlands, Dream World, Other World, that's all very Grant Morrison, you know. They're doing uh, yeah. shrooms. Yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. No, 100%. This is all very magic. But talk. I like how he says, uh, as the old verse puts it. Dig like, it. that's something dig that it, everybody it. knows. But yeah. it's some obscure poem that was <laughs> well, hard for me to find. Well, be obscure to them, you know? because aren't they Scottish? Yeah, and Grant Morrison is Scottish. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just, I, I thought it was really cool. I'll link the poem in the show notes if you want to check out the They're full both, thing. Aren't they both Scottish? Grant Morrison and... Frank Wiley, yeah, 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 you're right. Also, it makes sense. I mean, Leo Quintum is exactly the kind of guy, like fictional character, that would just know that. Oh yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> he does memory. a lot of DMT for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's a shrooms guy, man. Look at his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> he trips out and just tears in his just closet. Saying. <laughs> That's why he wants 365 of them. He just sits in the closet and goes, whoa. whoa. <laughs> uh, Quintum also wonders how Superman can survive. Do He's the shoes match? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. they are, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go. I'm sorry. Lois doesn't know what Quintum means when he says he wonders if Superman will survive because she's like, he's stronger than ever. What are you talking about? So he spills the beans on oh, Superman's no. condition, right? She takes it very well well he also tells her they're trying to work on on a cure but right. they, they yeah. failed so but far. she's very logical i mean she's obviously upset like her facial expression she's, she's upset right she's sad she does not like this news it's upsetting 
But she's also like, oh, this explains a lot. Right. This yeah. explains why Clark the did this. The reporter in there has yeah. to like put together the dots. She and has yeah. to put this kind yeah. of like, it, it. you almost get the sense that, I mean, the way her body language is, she's almost logicking her way through this right. trauma. She's yeah. kind of like, you know, being like, well, that makes perfect sense. Just that's because how she has to process That's it. how yeah. she's processing it to keep herself from totally falling apart. Quintum also mentions that they found something else disturbing, hiding in the sun. So what is that? It looks like, it looks like an eye or something, right? Or like yeah, mm. it very much looks like an iris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sauron. But they don't really tell us, right? <laughs> this is setting up for further down the line, but it's yeah. a seed that they plant here. This looks like a job for Superman. Yeah, so he uses that line again. It was used in the last issue as well. It's from the 1940s. It was. For, it originated in the 1940s uh, radio show. Bart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a job for Superman. Back on Bizarro World, we see Superman trying to get some supplies together to build the ship. And I like how it's so unusual to see him, like, straining. Yeah. He's losing his power. Yeah. So, yeah. like, as this issue goes on, he's getting more exhausted. He's sweating. He looks tired. And it's just like, you're not used to seeing Superman like that. You know, in his body language. Yeah, so it's pretty scary. But he's trying to explain to these bizarros <laughs> in a normal, regular way yeah. with his chipper, you know, can-do attitude. Yeah. He's like, see, this is how we all get what we want. We, it's easy. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. You want me to leave, right? I'm explaining yeah. how a wheel works. And they're just like, ah, look, uh, look Superman at me. the genius. This, this M wheel. wheel. Uh, <laughs> me so interested. Uh. They all walk away. They all walk away. He's like, oh, I can't do this without you. I don't have time. Zabaro's like, I tried to warn you, Superman. He's like, you were right. This isn't working. But maybe. No, wait. No, listen to me. I, uh, me am no want you to listen. And they're like, huh? <laughs> me am no want you am listen. <laughs> huh? Yeah, that that just immediately. Ignore this. And they all start wandering back over to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're like, well, ho now hold on. Like, well, maybe, maybe he's cooking something here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let him cook. <laughs> me have nothing to say and nothing you'd want to see go away. Yes. Uh, him no get my attention. <laughs> me, me and no can't wait to hear what him and no say next and they all like go up to him like right. they're gathering around they're super excited this is hilarious me am offered bizarro's chance to be lazy good for nothing slobs look over there <laughs> and, then <Me> he... <laughs> and, then, and then they look they look at, at the thing he's holding <laughs> me am no offer bizarro civilization a chance to make monument to last all time chance to no make most useless boring fireworks ever for unglory of bizarro's and no celebrate all night. And they're Boo. like, Boo! <laughs> which is really, they're going, yay. yay! Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is so funny. This is great. This is how you do a bizarro story. It's really good. I yeah. feel like Grant Morrison was like, I want to do all the stuff that people think is corny and stupid and make it awesome and great. Right. And he does that yeah. every time. It's so amazing. Me, I'm no impressed by this story. <laughs> <laughs> So we get a scene with Bizarro Superman and Superman building the thing. Here we see uh, in one panel, Bizarro has the little thing around his neck. I noticed that there. Where it says oh, yeah. Bizarro number Bizarro one. Bizarro number oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it just looks like it's in one panel. It doesn't look like he has it in the next panel. 
Maybe he takes it off to do something Yeah, else. it probably does. See, it looks like he's taking it off in that one. Maybe. I don't know. So they're building the ship here. And you uninvent Hammer again? He's yeah. really struggling. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you can... The, the body language there yeah. on Superman, the sweat is just pouring down his face. Where he's like, uh, hammer useless. Is that like, did they make a hammer? Like, is that what that thing is? He uninvented the hammer. So I guess he invented a hammer. He goes, hammer useless, which means it's useful. (laughs) It's working, yeah. Bad news. (laughs) Yes. Um, So he says, Justice League. Yeah, greatest anti heroes of Bizarro Cube. No M volunteer help Superman. No Injustice League. Superman's like, sure, me am no take all the help I can get right now. I can't bear to hear you talking like that. <laughs> Superman, please can, yeah. don't sink to their level. But he's like, look at this. It's like a fever dream. And so we see the Injustice League. Oh, they're gross and weird. We got yeah. Bizarro Green Lantern. Comes out of the sewer, the fucking sewer. Yeah. Bizarro Green Lantern, M have no ultimate power ring. Can make it real what M, me am no think of. <laughs> Only trouble is, me am no think only of everything. <laughs> I like that the ring is in his nose. Oh, yeah, right. That's, cool. that's funny. The bizarro flash. Am super slow voice reach you after me do. Me am no bizarro flash. Am no have top speed of two inches per hour and no secret weapon. <laughs> wow. So he mentions a secret weapon there. They talk about bizarro Batman and they're like, Bizarro Batman Amno shot dead by him parents. <laughs> oh, man. What yeah. the heck? Jeez. And Bizarro Wonder Woman turned into a into a clay statue. She's, From a yeah. beautiful baby into an ugly, cheap clay statue. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Because um, that's the reverse of her origin, right? She yeah, was made right. as a clay wow. baby or whatever. Amazing. So that's hilarious. So it's really only two of them. And they have a headquarters under the streets. It orbits the frozen core of the bizarre world. Oh, right, yeah. Amazing. Like a satellite orbits the Earth, yeah. Right, yeah. That's it's hilarious. It's very funny, but I, I gotta point out, like, if this was anybody other than Superman, just imagine, like, if you were in this situation, the just weird, horrific, like, if you, see, if you saw a bunch of the people that you knew, but mm. it was, like, weird, backwards versions of them. Right. Just coming out and just... just being being gross being fucking weird being fucking weird yeah Yeah, that would be very disturbing but superman i i guess yeah you're right i mean first of all he's superman but i think right now he's so tired and he's so like yeah he's just like you know what yeah come on okay all right sure but i like in this bottom panel as they're all talking the flash is still all the way back there oh yeah because he moves so slow he's still like all the way in the back he hasn't made it to where they are his feet are like sinking into the ground yeah zabaro just sighs he's just completely tired of this sick of it this farce so uh we get another scene with superman and zavaro they talk superman goes over the plan he's built a simple ion cannon that only needs heat to activate it and zavaro notices that superman is getting weaker he also notices that on the blueprints there is only room for one on the rocket ship and i love that bottom panel as he's like they focus on his face super creepy it is god it's so creepy i thought i i was like oh man this is gonna be bad me too it I was thought, very like I thought, ominous. I thought yeah. something was, you know, it's been a while since I've read this, and I was like, oh, you know, they're setting up Zavaro is kind of like there's only room for one. Yeah. yeah, the whole way that this page is set up is so horror and ominous. Right, like it's very like you know, it very slowly kind of zooms in on them until right. we get to that. Pen. Yeah, like 
these last two panels here are just like, yeah, I thought that was going to be bad. Superman tells Zabaro how dangerous it will be and survival chances are slim. But Zabaro says he would dare any peril to leave this world. So Superman promises Zabaro that if he makes it home, he will find a way to contact him again. He tells Zabaro that he's proof that the bizarro world is getting smarter. Why else would this incredible organism make eyes like yours to see beauty and meaning where others see chaos? Zavaro wonders if there's time to show Superman his work, his thoughts before he leaves. The way that he says it is so yeah. sweet. Well, I just wondered if maybe there was still time for you to take a look. Look at my work. It's not much just thoughts, really, before you go. The yeah. tiny little yeah. everything's in, you know, the all caps comic book font. And that very last one is um, like a little, whisper. Yeah. Yeah. Like little uh, lowercase. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway, the bizarros are get all getting ready for the all night to begin or come to an end. Right. We see Lee Raj on his like five on his. Uh, well, we saw earlier they were hoisting up that couch on yeah. top of the so this is what they were doing they were building this thing that they're they're going to set him on fire right okay he has to make the sacrifice when the all night comes bizarro superman is ready to fire the rocket but superman's still struggling and he's not even on it yet he's like wait a minute you can't launch it without me but they start singing the bizarro anthem it's a version of the star spangled banner by francis but it's Scott all Key. it's all bizarro but it's all bizarro you know yeah. you get it yeah i wasn't going to read this whole no. thing but it's it's ridiculous <laughs> Um, and they give a whole scene to it. And so, like, I like this. I thought it was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? But some of this stuff, they don't really get, they introduce the Injustice League and they don't really give them a lot to do. You know what I mean? I felt like they didn't really do much. And then this, they spent a whole scene of them singing this thing. I, I don't know. I just kind of was like, at a certain point, I was like, I don't know. I think also Grant Morrison was like, okay, this is a, a, a whole issue basically set in Bizarro World. What are some fun Bizarro World gags that I sure. can write in? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like the, all the issues that we've read has been have been so dense, and this issue just felt like it had a lot of space in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of things that were in there, most of the stuff that he puts in there is for a reason. Right. But a lot of this, I just felt like it was, I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's my it, it, that's that would be my only criticism of this sure. issue. I think it is funny. Um, and as it's happening, we're seeing Superman struggling to get to the ship, and he's clearly not going to make it. You know, under land of no free, am us home, cowardly. Great. Right. So that's how it. Yeah. <laughs> how it is. I think I think a lot of the stuff too with the Zabaro. I think Grant Morrison is trying to like. There's parallels between Zabaro and Superman. Like Superman is just like Zabaro. He's completely unique on his world. But whereas Superman is, you know, he wants to stay there. He views that as his home. He wants to be part of like that world. Zabaro is the opposite. He wants to leave. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't feel, you know, like that uh, the, the Bizarro people are, are his people. It's, it's very much like, even though Zabaro is a Bizarro Bizarro, He's got some like really like strong thematic parallels to Superman himself, yeah. In, in that that kind of like opposite play of like the home world versus like you know feeling like a completely unique creature, right? Yeah. Well, and he's an outsider because what happens right after they start they finish their song is they start singling out Zabaro and they're telling him, yeah. That no go, no go, Zabaro, which is like, they're telling him, get out of here. We want you to get, to get out of here. And here is where I thought that Superman's on the ground. I was, yeah. He can't get up. They're saying no go. And he's like, see how they all hate me? And I was like, 
this is he going to turn villain? You know, or well, they he set says, it up. This for is them. my one and only chance to leave this horrible place yeah, forever. Yeah. Like, yeah, his body language in that panel is it yeah. feels very like mm, dominating. Yeah, he's going to yeah. turn right there. Look on my works in despair and all that shit. Yeah, so we see the bizarro Superman um, uses his heat breath to set the thing on fire. Me and, and hate you all. Hello, yeah, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sad. So Lee Raj makes his sacrifice. Zibaro helps Superman get onto the rocket. So, I mean, that's the part where I'm like, oh, wow, they are really just going to let him be a friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's, it was nice. It, it was nice yeah. to, to have that moment. I, I don't know. I enjoyed that. Well, he talks about, you know, what I, I want what you have, respect and love and a place to belong. But what if I found out I would be just as lonely on your world as yeah. everywhere, everywhere else? You know, he goes, did you, did you manage to take a look at my work and all this stuff? And so even in his state, Superman is still trying to be like, yeah, man, yeah, pretty good. You have a unique writing did quality. Yeah, as he's like dying, he can barely talk. But he tells him uh, and he encourages him to keep, tell the story. Keep it up. Of, yeah. Keep it up, buddy. Yeah. Keep tell the, the tell the story of Bizarre World. Tell how they made their rocket ship out of garbage to shoot the traveler home. <laughs> and he's like, I'll try. They need some heat to activate the engine. And so this is where Flash comes in, a bizarro Flash. And so he said earlier that he had no secret weapon, and then he does have a secret weapon. It's it's this match. So um, Superman's what, like, "Me no thank you for this ever." <laughs> <laughs> so he's thanking him for that forever. Yeah, and he it says, am everything. So it am everything. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. Um, but again, like I was like why does flash have the match is that know. a thing with the flash or is that i that yeah i don't know <laughs> I, I think i thought it was just a joke <laughs> me, me too yeah. but again i was just like is this what they put this or maybe in here for <laughs> like yeah, i don't know like some of this i don't know it, it's just funny it, it, it is goofy it, maybe it's just meant to be goofy you're probably right but i just anyway i, I do like that zabaro we like he was set up it was very telegraphed that he was going to be the villain and then he was like well no i want to be like superman so right. i'm gonna save the day right and it was just like oh okay well and as superman's leaving he's like and you zabaro my friend i know we'll meet again and he's like friend no one's ever but then the match goes out he's like oh no i've messed up again and so yeah he so, accidentally blows it out because he's right. saying friend oh right yeah. yeah superman's like no problem back to plan a <laughs> So he goes back to just kind of using reverse psychology on them. He's like, Super Bizarro, am no me to blame you weaker than all, and no thanks so hard, it hurt. Me happy Bizarro's no, let me stay here forever. And he's like, what? Me no sad, now me no different from all, me want responsibility, and me am no sick of Superman's insults. <laughs> yeah, he's literally very much just like, all right, I've had enough of this guy's shit. Yeah. Hello, you. Hello and bad <laughs> <Yeah>. riddance. <laughs> and Superman's just like, yes, yes. It gives us the title card there, right? Us do opposite. Great. Like, yeah, that's Great. really good. So that's very uh, stinky cheese, man. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> it's just very like the meta. Children's book. It's just very like ah. Now we did a thing where we put this at the end of the book. What do you think about that? Oh, or right. whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very you know. So uh, back with Leo Quintum and Lois. They've been monitoring all this, and he says, The bizarre Earth has gone beyond the range of our instruments, down into the Underverse, through the cold layer where time stands still, and beyond into the blazing unknown below. Superman saved us all, but he's gone. I'm so sorry, Miss Lane. I know you were close. All right. 
But we see um, one dramatic bitch, right? So we're watching it like I guess in the that's what we're seeing down the here. model, the the big laser model, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. On this last page, I really love this. Just Zavaro's just waving. Yeah, that's the, good. That's a great final shot. Yeah, and I mean, I was looking at like what else is happening in there. They're all just. I guess they're all frozen, or... Maybe. It looks like every normal Bizarro is has been, like, just completely decayed, except right. for the Unjustice League and Zabaro. Yeah, I don't know if they're... If they're there's like even the statue of or... Wonder Woman is in the... In the in, wheelbarrow. Yeah. Wheelbarrow, yeah. <laughs> Great. You can see uh, Lee Raj's skull with the crown in the background on the little pile of uh, yeah burnings. Yeah, I was going to say um, where uh, Bizarro says, hello, you, and he's throwing him. You see in the background, you see him burning up. Yeah. He's on fire. That's <laughs> oh, so that's nuts. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, for all my criticisms of this issue, and and they and they were just like, I just felt like they some of this was they needed to fill some. I some thought it space. was just a fun, goofy, you know. I don't know, I but I still enjoyed it, and I loved the the Bizarro stuff, and it it, it was a little challenging, but I but I got it, and like when I did get it, I was like happy, it's like funny. I was like proud of yeah. myself, like oh okay, I get it, you know what I mean. But anyway. I like that the fact that Superman like wasn't catching on, and then he did catch on that's where the humor comes from is that it's fucking dense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, that's the funny part. Yeah. So that kind of was, it's a very meta (laughs) uh, issue, you know, it's just a very, everybody look over there. Yeah. It was really good. Stuff like that is funny. Yeah. But that's Superman. You know, he's the guy who's going to catch on and play along. Right. Yeah. He's going to do that. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. And, you know, his whole thing about I'm not going to give up and I got to try, you know, and it, it paid off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, like we knew it probably would, but um, still, I, I like that. So, um, Hayden, when we were kind of setting up the issues, we were looking for different guest hosts. And these were some issues that you said you wanted to come on. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Why you love these issues so much? Yeah, why? Hayden or? They're funny. That's it. <laughs> 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 no, uh I, uh, ever since the, uh, Superman animated series, uh, the Bizarro episodes they had on there, you know, I've always been interested, uh, in Bizarro. There, uh, there's very much, and I think in, in an interview, uh, Otto Bender, the, uh, one of the creators, uh, said that he very much was going for like a Frankenstein pastiche, which you can definitely yeah. see. Yeah. For the, sure. Uh, the universal, you know, Boris Karloff version of Frankenstein seeping through that character, yeah, uh, a lot. I and, wouldn't even um, say it's a pastiche; it's more of an homage. Yeah, 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 definitely. But that that just always like, you know, I enjoyed that aspect of it because I'm like, oh yeah, Super Frankenstein, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, there is because of that, there is usually uh, alongside the comedy and the. You know the the mishaps that come with uh, a backwards superpowered being. There's also there's always like that that hint of sadness. There's yeah. a lot of like, you know, Bizarro not understanding, you know, why people don't like him or why he's not connecting with humans. Like he doesn't he just doesn't understand. And there's a lot of like emotion to be pulled from that. And I I really connect with that aspect of the character. And uh, you know, in this series. Uh, I was so happy to see that, uh, you know, there's basically like two whole issues devoted to uh, Bizarro and Bizarro World. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I just, you know, I just always have sort of loved that aspect of the character. And 
it's not always done well or it's not always uh you know uh, an aspect of the character that a lot of writers will sort of expound upon but uh when it when they do do that uh, i think it makes bizarro a really not just like oh he's uh he's one of the ro- superman rogues he's right. just a backward superman like there's there's more to that character that can be you know mined from that than just uh, yeah. a color inverted version of the character (laughs) for superman to fight i love that that idea of of either maybe not being able to communicate with those around you or or feeling as though they are not you know understanding what you're trying to communicate and and how do you you know how do you deal with that and and all the emotions that go with that but then superman coming in and saying well i'm gonna find a way i'm gonna try and figure out how to communicate and how to do that. And that's, that's, that's another aspect of, you know, why Superman, yeah. you love Superman. And then, yeah. you know, Zabaro, like, Oh, you have no idea how painful this is. And he's like, well, you know, you have a unique perspective and you can, you can write about it and you can teach people about it. Yeah. And that, that that's worth something that's worthy. Even if you feel alone and you feel like you're, you know, been totally, you know, outcasts and whatever, you can still use that to, to do something amazing. And, and he looks hopeful at the end of the issue. And I think that that's amazing. So you, you right. know, there's, yeah. there's a lot he's to be said about those smiling, yeah. themes. Exactly. And so those themes of communication and loneliness and how to turn it around, Superman turns it around this way and then he takes it, he turns around another way. And he's always looking for that spark of hope, no matter how, hopeless it might seem to anyone else and i think that that's yeah i love that i think that's fantastic that's really cool yeah yeah uh there's a really great if i could do a a recommendation for another bizarro comic oh nice Um, yeah there is a i think it was originally like a two issue uh little mini duology called uh, superman escape from bizarro world Oh, uh, is that the out. is that the one from uh, Eric Powell? Yeah, well, it's it's co-written by Jeff Johns, uh, uh, but mm. also co-written by Richard Donner. Okay, uh, yes. okay, and yes. it's drawn and inked by Eric Powell with colors by Dave Stewart. I oh, have, wow! I have those issues. They are yeah. that is a really funny Bizarro story. Okay, Man, that's a good it, one, Hayden. I nice. have those issues. That's really good. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, I was talking about, like, there's the homages to Frankenstein, and, and they there's very much, like, that aspect uh, that uh, Eric Powell gets through uh, in one of the issues. There's sort of like a flashback scene yeah. where Bizarro, you know, is he's throwing flowers around, and yeah. he almost kills a little girl. Right, uh, and, okay. You know, he, he doesn't understand. It's very much in that, like, 1930s Frankenstein, yeah. Frankenstein you know, sort of vain. Nice. Uh, but that's a really, I've always really loved that, uh, that story. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. I actually okay. got those issues signed by Eric Powell when I met him. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Um, really cool. He, uh, man, that's a good one. I have to go back and read those just for fun. Cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I like that you mentioned about, um, Zavaro might learn from Superman. You know what I mean? Like he, he seems like his, his character does is different by the end. And, Maybe he might try and do the backward speak too to get through to the other, you know what I yeah. mean, to get them to help him and stuff like that. And I don't know. That's kind of that's a neat idea. Well, at first he's like, "Oh, I have this unique perspective. You have no idea how horrible that is." And yeah. Superman's like, 
you have a unique perspective. You know, I have no idea how cool that is. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I think that that's, you know, that's uh, a little in there. And then just his character, the idea of a bizarro bizarro. Yeah. Like you go, well, wouldn't that just be Superman? No. No, not really. It's not. Not really, because bizarro is its own weird thing own you thing. know what i mean and if you made a bizarro co- anyway yeah. yeah that is such a grant morrison like idea i love it like i'm gonna yeah. make a bizarro that, bizarro that's such a like a grant morrison thing that's such a comic book thing yeah oh yeah. yeah like i i really can't think of many other writers that would be able to handle a concept like that that's and, comic books baby yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly awesome well we will have uh, some more Superman discussion next week. But before we uh, wrap up the show, Hayden, uh, let's give a plug to your podcast. We mentioned it earlier. Um, you have an awesome podcast called Last Book on the Shelf. I'll link it in the show notes. Tell the listeners uh, what they can expect from one of your episodes. Uh, well, every month we have uh, two episodes. We have a uh, sort of a media pick, which is just like a movie TV show coverage kind of thing. Uh, and then our main episode of the month is a book pick. Uh, my two friends, TJ and John, uh, we cover, uh, usually it's mostly horror. It's, you know, just prefacing that we pick a lot of horror books, but uh, <laughs> we do pick sci-fi and, and uh, fantasy here and there. Our latest episode coming up is going to be, I think the next one coming up is Andor. We covered the the Disney Plus Star oh, Wars nice. show. Okay. I liked that. And then our that. next book episode is over the ruins by Scott Smith. If you've seen that movie, this is the book it was based on. Nice. And then, uh, okay. In July, we're doing uh, something a little bit special. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, book club member comics, mm-hmm. there might be somebody special joining the quartet for uh, the July Ooh. episode of uh, Last Book on the Shelf. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Definitely uh I'll plug that show in the in our show notes and um yeah, we'll definitely hype up that episode when it drops. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Hayden. No thanks for listening. Me am no John Salinas. Wait, I gotta say all the things. Oh wait, yeah, no, <laughs> oh, yeah. you gotta say all the things. Well, well, but it's bizarro. It's bizarro. But so it's we bizarro. say it first. We say goodbye first. I say goodbye first, and then uh and now Aubrey will say nothing. <laughs> I'm just Aubrey, waiting for Aubrey to, to, to perfectly it. say all of the things backwards. No, do it regular. Just oh, do I, it regular. I cannot do that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. This was a more of All-Star Superman's issue 7 and 8, the Bizarro ones. Uh, what do you think of it? What do you think of Bizarro? Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. You can also find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook about section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gotterhan for the listener feedback theme. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Only Beast, for the uh, opening theme and the ending theme and all the themes. You're not welcome. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. If you're enjoying the book club, uh, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. We always want more members. Yes, do it. You can join the book club. Join it. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, we'll be reading All-Star Superman's issues 9 and 10. So keep those trades out, those omnis out. Go get those back issues out of your box and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm Danielle. You get it? Because it's bizarro. Oh, it's bizarro. So I said my name instead of anything else. A regular <laughs> yeah, in a regular style. Me no am Hayden Orr. 
and me no am Aubrey Loveless. Me have nothing to say and nothing you'd want to see. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Enemies. Aww. Enemies. Enemies, yes. That Noema book club. Yeah. That am enemies. Yeah. <laughs>